Hello and welcome to Don't Break the Law. I'm your host Abby Law and I'm here to discuss all things about life as a university student entering the legal industry. Hello guys, hi, welcome back to another episode of Don't Break the Law podcast. So excited to be back again and it is the special episode because I have my first guest here. So I'm just going to give a little background to the guest. So I met him during uni, amazing guy, amazing friend to me, really supportive. And I said before that my stepmom was the one that sort of suggested that I do a podcast. And sort of I mentioned that to him and he really, you know, pushed me to do it, gave me the confidence to be able to do it. And I'm so thankful to have him. But more than anything, he just listens to me. When I need someone to talk to, when I'm overthinking things, which I'm sure everyone's gathering that I do all the time, he's just always there to listen to me. So, without further ado, I'd like to welcome my first guest, Christian. So, hello, Christian. Hello, Abby. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How do you feel? Be the first guest. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. <laughs> I kind of like deserve it, though, because I... I did, you're right, I did push you in the right direction. Yeah, you absolutely did. And to be fair, you literally taught me how to, you know, record it and how to edit it, which is going really well for me. And I definitely need it because I've already had to start this, sort of restart my sentence a few times. So definitely need to do the editing thing. Um, I'm also just going to preempt this. You're going to be able to hear our chairs squeaking because uni chairs are so bad. They are awful and they just squeak all the time. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I'm just going to get straight on with it. So, Christian, what do you study? So I'm studying politics and my course, it has a year in industry incorporated mm-hmm. into it. So in my third year, I want to go to Birmingham to do an internship with the BBC. But so yeah, it's a, it's a four year course. Okay, so do you want to go to BBC? Yeah. Why is that? Well, it's just, it's the gold standard of British news. And if you've got a job there, you'll have a job there for life. Okay, so you picked politics. Why did you pick politics? Because, so I'm interested in politics and I actually really wish I'd done it at A-level, especially because I did English and I kind of regret that in the sense that it was quite boring. I kind of wish I'd done politics instead. So why did you pick it for university? Well, since the 2016 referendum, I've been absolutely fascinated with politics. Day in, day out, that's all I do. It's what I live and breathe. I, I just, I can't live without it. I have to know what's going on. I have to know how to analyse it and how to explain it to, to different sorts of people. It's it's fascinating because it affects our lives in the in in every way. And like you do law, I do politics. It's this is what we see day in, day out, but we just don't realise it. Yeah, no, I think that's really true and actually it's quite funny. Whenever me and Chris like go to the library or something, if we get a notification from the news, we're also like, Oh, have you seen this? Always have a little bit of a talk about it. But it's it is true, I think, you know, like it is everywhere and that's kind of why I wish I'd taken it at A level at least, because I feel like I know a fair amount. I don't think I know as much as I should about politics, and I'd always like to know more. Um, so I'm going to get on with the questions that I sort of have for all of my guests, I've decided. So I want you to give me a weekly rundown. How has your week been? What have you been up to? Well, this week's been kind of lacklustre, really. Um, this week, the lecturers have been on strike. So, so yeah, we've had some seminars. But apart from that, I haven't done that much reason for my course. Um, I've been out on a couple of walks. This week I went home because it was my mum's birthday. So I went home for that. Uh, we went to Ikea, uh, got my brother a bed. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a very different week. It wasn't a uni, a unified week at all. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely, a lot of people will probably find that, especially if they're sort of doing a subject where the lecturers are striking. It's just been a bit of a weird week. I don't know, my days feel really messed up. Um... So, next question. I want you to give me your song of the week. And I have, I don't know, I was going to ask him what it was before so I could listen to it, but actually I'm going to be, be like the viewers and I'm going to just take it as it comes. 
So I've got a really interesting song this week. Um, it's called Sand and Foam by the artist Donovan, and I found it indirectly through a movie. So the artist, obviously, is called Donovan. I heard one of his songs during the credits of the movie Zodiac, um, which is about the Zodiac killer from, like, the 70s right up to the 90s. Anyway, I continued to look through his work on Amazon Music, and I, I really liked this, this song. Um, it's quite psychedelic, um, but, but it's got a really nice... Nice melody. Yeah, it's really good. I think you should check it out. Okay, very interesting. I have to give that a listen after I finish recording this. Um, now, I have, this question was basically came around because I know Christian has got a lot of hobbies. He's a very busy man. Trying to track him down is actually very difficult. <laughs> like, I literally will message him all the time. When are you coming home for dinner? He's like, oh no, I'm out. And I'm like, well, what? This boy is so busy all the time. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, what hobbies do you do? And just a little bit about them. So, first of all, I love walking. We already know that. Abby, we already Abby know. knows that <laughs> I love walking. I'm a pedestrian first and foremost, above anything else. Hates cars. I hate cars. And <laughs> I, I get everywhere on foot if I can. If I'm going into town, I will always just use the legs. I think it's it's really important that we um, see where we're going and, and experience the environment as well. Like One of the reasons that I came to York is that um, it's a gorgeous city, but once... Once I've like walked out of the city centre, it's not all glamour. I know you like to track me down on Snapchat maps to see I where do. I am. And I that always I'm... do. I just he goes on these walks for hours and hours on end. I'm like, oh god, where is he? Like, I hope he's okay. And just have a little stalk on Snap maps. A bit guilty of that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I do like I do like walking, but what I also like is cycling as well. I've been cycling since I was a boy, but I only just recently got into road cycling. Once I came to uni, I joined the cycling club, and I I loved it. I I go out. Most weeks go as fast as I can, I suppose. Um, Tell you what, we're on that topic of cycling. You said you're going to come down to Cambridge, and I told my dad that, and he was like, oh, he's going to have to come cycling. So just so you know, if you ever come down to Cambridge, my dad is going to force you to go out cycling with them, and they don't mess around. They go for hours on a Sunday morning, like hours. <laughs> and I suppose my, my last big hobby is that I am I am a writer. I, I do like writing, about, I like writing about my walks, I like writing about politics, and guilty as charged, I do use a typewriter. I honestly hear it all the time. I'm here trying to read my stuff, write my essays, and all I hear is clicking of Christian's typewriter. I, don't mean, I do kind of love it, to be fair. It's quite a nice background noise to have. But so, Yeah, I, I do. I, I use um, an Olivetti Letera 22 typewriter, and I've started in December... It was a Christmas present to myself, and I never went back. I love it. I really do. To be fair, I really like it as well, like how it looks when it's on your mm. desk. It looks so nice. You've even got a little case for yeah. it. Absolutely love it. Me and Abby were talking yesterday, and we said, like, back in the day, in, like, the 60s in York, everybody, like, our flat would have all had typewriters, and we would have all been typing our essays and our work all at the same time and it would have been it would have been so much different but I'm, it's not I, don't, I didn't get it for a nostalgic purpose it was purely because it, it just feels it feels better and, I, and I, I'm more productive when I'm on it see I just find this funny because me and Christian have a joke and it's, it's a good thing that he knows I'm joking when I say mm. this but I always say he's an old man born in the wrong year he honestly we always joke about him being born in the war because him and his typewriter five years before the war uh, sorry yeah, of yeah. course can't, can't get that wrong um, but it just kind of makes me laugh when I walk into his room and he's just sitting on his typewriter, just loving his life. But there's not many people that would actually enjoy writing on a typewriter. But you also read a lot and you haven't put that as one of your oh, hobbies. Oh, yeah, 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 I suppose I do. 
what kind of books do you read? Because you have a lot of books in your room, and you give you give me books to read, and I haven't actually read them yet. I haven't even started reading that one you gave to me at the beginning of uni. Yeah, I think everybody should read everything. I go from political to biographical to to fiction. I, I do like long-form fiction, so if I, I read one fiction book, I will automatically go to one non-fiction book. If I'm in a bit of a, a runt with a lack of motivation, then I think a good biography is good to to see how other people use their energy and how to, to propel themselves forward. Mm. How do you feel about a rom-com kind of book? Not a fan. No, I'm not I, can, a f- I can I'm, imagine that's the case. I'm not a fan of, of genre writing. I don't have any sci-fi or fantasy. I do like just long-form fiction like Dickens, Kafka, Orwell. I am getting into Joyce, but you won't know who he is. No, straight no. over my head. Yeah. I don't read enough. That's definitely something I need to do, is read. I do really enjoy reading, and I used to read a lot more, but I think, sort of bringing this back to studying law, I think a lot of law students would say that it will ruin your ability to read for pleasure, because... There's a lot of reading involved in law. And it's a shame. I do want to get back into it. I need to. I need to like, force myself to read. But Christian always tells me off that. He's like, get off your phone and just read. Because I'm always just sitting there in the evening. I'll just be scrolling on my phone. I think we're all probably guilty of that. So I need to turn my phone off, which I never do, and actually read. And I'm not, I'm not vaccinated from that. I go on my phone too much. I, sometimes I spend like four or five hours of my day just on my phone. And it's, it's so bad. It's so addictive. But... You've just got to learn that there is, there is an off button. Like, I, I learned that the hard way. I got, like, three weeks of, of migraine because I spent about 12 hours on my phone non-stop. Gosh. And uh, I had to just... Mum, my mum said, right, Christian, that's enough. Put the phone down. Look how it's damaged you. And it actually spoiled the holiday that we were on. Um, yeah, you learn it the hard way, but the, the skill that you get from reading in the end is, is well worth it. Oh no, definitely, and I think it sort of expands your knowledge on things, especially if you actually read like non-fiction mm-hmm. and fiction as well, like a mixture of two. It's always a good idea, and like, I'm reading Lady Hale's book. I haven't read much of it though. How long have you been reading it for, Do you know what, Christian? What, how long have you been <laughs> attempting to read it for? Oh, it's just, I don't, I don't gravitate to picking up the book. I just, I will. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it before the end of term. That's what I've decided. End of term. That's like four weeks ago with the way into it. Yeah. And then you'll have spent a whole term on it. Do you know what? I feel really attacked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the next one is kind of more of a deep one. It has potential to be a deep question. So how did you get to this point right now? So a combination of hard work and genetics, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Um, so my ability to, to write and articulate myself, I can take no ownership for. I just, it's just a skill I have. I was born with it, but my mum certainly pushed me in the right direction. I know how to write, and people say that I want to go into journalism, why didn't you do a journalist degree? I say, you can't learn how to write, it's not a skill that you can learn, it's just a skill that you can that you have. You know how to articulate yourself well. But I concede that getting into university was bloody hard work. Mm. Through lockdown, some people played video games, some turned their hands to like crafts, but I just got straight into the books and I and I powered powered through. I was working probably nine hour days from nine till six, and I just revised. I mastered my subjects that I was doing, and it was it was really difficult, but I I learned to enjoy it. Mm, but what subjects did you do at A level? So I did English language, economics, and politics. Yeah, see, that's kind of what similar in a way. No, not really similar because I did economics, English, and geography. But English, oh, 
What a mistake. I, I loved English. No, English see, was I, my favourite yeah, subject. Did you do, was it literature? Did you say you do English? I did language. Oh, you did language? Yeah. Wow, I don't really hear many people say they like language because I, I did lit lang, mm. so that was like a, a bit of a rogue choice from me, to be honest. But maybe should have done politics, but you know, yeah. No, I think, that's, I think that's really true, though, what you're saying about lockdown. I think a lot of people... It was a really difficult time for everyone, I think. Obviously, everyone had different experiences of it, but it was hard to know what to do with your time. And I was quite lucky in the fact that I don't know how your sick form did it, but we had quite a lot of support in terms of what we were learning, in terms of our lessons, and they did extra support classes for us to do like revision sessions, and that was really helpful. Dur- um, during the first lockdown, we basically got... No support whatsoever. Um, we got lessons sent out every day and the the teacher said, this is what you've got to do for the day, crack on. Th- this was all over email. We didn't have any Zoom meetings or we didn't get that until the, the third lockdown. Wow. Yeah. We literally were straight on Teams straight away. I feel really lucky in that because that was really good. But then in a way, do you feel like that maybe helped you in terms of university? Because with university, it's quite a lot of self-led learning and... Yeah, I suppose so. People people rise to the challenge and some of my peers really struggled. They didn't find lockdown too too helpful, but I, I thrived. I, I thought, well, if the teachers aren't going to help me, then I might as well help myself. This is what I'm going to be doing when I get to university. And I just, I just, I took it by the reins and I, I walked with it. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm from the, the north of England where, um, Abby, you're from the south. Yes, nicely, um, nicely pointed out there. And it's, it, I suppose you can tell the tell a difference instantly. You you got more support, and, yeah. and that's, I suppose we've got a bit more northern grit. We just get on with it. But I was also very lucky to go to a sick form that's sort of it's top in the country. It's basically mm. a private school without being a private school. So I'm very lucky in that sense. And actually, they got a lot of stick from people about how they reacted to to lockdown and how they supported us, but. I actually think when you look at what other people had, and I think especially being at uni, talking to what other people went through during A-levels, I feel like my sick form really, really did well with sort of helping us and supporting us if we needed it. I think that's quite a big thing, is in terms of more pastoral care. If you needed it, it was there, but you had to you had to go and get it, and I think that's quite a big thing. That's the same with university. Like, even now, the, the support's there if you want it and if you need it, but they're not going to know unless you tell them. No, that's really good. Um... The next one, I haven't actually told Christian no, about. I said to him, I've got some extra questions. Um, I'm going to ask him on the spot that he hasn't been able to prepare for, because I was really nice and gave him the questions before, so he didn't have to come in here blind. But what do you think the hardest thing about uni is so far? Right, I am going to have to think about this. <laughs> See, you've definitely read it on my screen yeah. as well, because I've got my laptop up, and he could definitely read it, and I could see the panic on his face. So I'd say my hard, the hardest part that I found about uni was getting along with my housemates. Now, you don't know this, that I wasn't always in Abby's house. I actually moved in just after Christmas. The first term, I was living next door to Abby, and we, I, I just sort of came over every week, didn't I? Yeah, term. we'd always invite you out. Yeah. I didn't really know, it was kind of like Freshers Week, wasn't it? When everyone sort of had their doors open in the court and, you know, everyone was sort of making friends, trying to meet people. And then we sort of got on really well with you and invited you out all the time when we went out. And... Yeah. And it, getting along with with those those people who I, I was living with, it was difficult. And it's only till you, like, talk to people that you realise that most people don't actually get on with their housemates. Mm. Like, it's, it's a bit of... Um, it's, it's quite wrong to say that 
everybody it just automatically gets on well like people are people we don't always always see eye to eye or want to see eye to eye so if if you're struggling with getting along with your housemates then don't worry it's not you're not alone there's plenty more people out there that mm. that don't like them but you just need to find the people that you that you do gravitate towards and stay with them and mm. I was really lucky I was in a, a fortunate position where I could move rooms and I, in, in fact move right next to yeah. Abby my yeah. new neighbour yeah. I think that's actually a good thing even for people who are looking to go to uni in the future or sort of looking to apply next year I think it's really important to know that it's not university is not everything that you think it is and I think a lot of the time people don't tell you a lot of that and I did a talk at my sixth form for the law society because I used to chair it and I said to them I was like you know I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that uni is the best experience of your life don't get me wrong I'm loving it and it is so much fun but there are times where it's really it's really rubbish like it can be really stressful it can be really lonely and I think no one really prepares you for how lonely it can be and I've been quite lucky that I get on really well with my flatmates like that all of them I get on with and Christian's sort of been able to be welcomed into that as well and they all get on with him he gets on with them but as he was saying you know if you don't get on with your flatmates it can be even more lonely it's not a bad thing I'm not trying to say it to sort of scare people or anything but it's just you've got to be aware of it and ready for it and I think if I'd known they would be lonely I might have been more prepared for it and sort of be able to cope with it a bit better I don't know what do you think no you're no you're exactly right I think I was I was expecting a very party culture in everybody's house and where I was before just next door it it wasn't that they were very insular they were very introverted and I I am not that I like to socialize I like to talk Mm. I like to I like to go out on the weekend and it's not I it wasn't for me. I could live in that environment but I was being deprived of a I think a, a valuable um life experience. Yeah, I'd say you sort of say that you that your other flat didn't really go out very much. I mean we don't exactly go out very much our flat, to be honest. No, but we talk. Yeah. We true. always have our doors open and we're always in each other's rooms. Yeah, to be fair. I mean, last night was actually so wholesome. We we, we turned my room into the library, basically, and we, we everyone sat in there because we didn't really want to go out because the weather was absolutely awful. Was. And I think maybe if the weather was a bit better, we might have actually gone to the library, but instead we were like, we're going to turn Abby's room into the library. So I sat at my desk doing work and Christian sat on my bed doing work and Megan sat on my floor doing work. And it was actually really nice. Even though we sat there in silence doing our work, it was nice just to have people there and I think that's that's the sort of company that I always think I need. It's not necessarily constantly being talked to. It's just having somebody there. I mean, we do talk quite a lot actually. I'll come in and just, just empty my brain into the yeah. into the open to you and you just sit there and listen to me. And yeah, I'm quite thankful for that because not many people could put up with me just talking about my issues all the time. Especially when most of the time you're like, Abby, that's not even a problem. <laughs> you're really overthinking it. And well, that's sometimes what you need. I think it is. I think that's definitely the case. You know, it's, you can't underestimate how hard uni is, uh, but it's also really good. And it is. Yeah, we have made it sound a bit doom and gloom, but it's, it's, I'm enjoying it. I love it. It's my best, it's the best time of my life. Yeah. I've, I've never been more knowledgeable or happy. Mm. So if, you, if you're thinking about do it, doing it, always take the opportunity because the, the friends that you'll meet, the experiences that you'll have, wherever you go, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, see, I, I'd say that like uni is really good for the fact that you can kind of just do what you want, yeah. when you want, in that sense. I mean, yes, you have got deadlines to meet, but realistically, especially in first year, you can just 
sort of mess someone and go, oh, yeah, do you want to go for a coffee? No, yeah, okay. Meet up within a few hours, you're going for a coffee, having a catch-up, hearing about what they're doing. And it's so normal just to message someone out the blue from your lecture that you've barely spoken to. You've spoken to them, what, maybe twice in a lecture or something? You just message them and go, do you want to meet up? And it's just so normal to do that. And I love a coffee date. My favourite sort of thing is going for a coffee because... I am a coffee addict. I mean, how many how many early mornings do you hear me with my coffee machine, Christian? <laughs> well, I always think it's a Hoover. I know. <laughs> it, it, it generally is, like, all the time. It, you have, like, three in the morning. I mean, so I can't extreme. even deny it. I can't, I can't even deny it. I literally do. It's because it's on my desk, so I just have my coffee machine on my desk, and I actually don't know what i do without it. But, yeah, going for a coffee with people from uni and just... You've got such an opportunity to try new things as well. The societies, there's so many societies. There's so many opportunities to try new things. Have you tried anything new? What societies are you part of? Well, I'm automatically a member of the politics society. Oh, of course. Um, and in October, I was elected the podcast officer. So I run the politics podcast. It's called The Political Duck. There you go. Got Get a, that promo. Got to plug it in. <laughs> um, so please do check it out. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of come full circle I, I was introduced to, to the podcasting world and now I've taken Abby under my wing and she's seen the light. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to see that someone else is talking about what they love. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's always really good. So next part is kind of, you've, talk, you've talked about it a little bit, saying that you want to do the year in industry at the BBC. Mm. What else do you want to do in the future? Like where is, where's your future going? Do you know? Is it sort of in the open? Like what's the situation with that? It's kind of both. I'm not sure like to the, to the T what I want to do, but I do, I do know I want to go into journalism and I know that's pretty difficult because mm. journalism is a decline industry. The rise of, of technology, you don't have to live in London to, to be on the, the broadsheets. You have to be the best and that's difficult, but I, I'm, I'm prepared for it. I'm I do want to succeed in my my field, and I'll I'll do whatever it takes. So yeah, I want to go into journalism. There's there's lots of opportunities up and down the country because the BBC is moving around. So there's places in the in Birmingham, in London, um, some places in Glasgow. So I've got I've got a few places relatively on the doorstep. Yeah, anything else you want to do in the future? Well, I do really want to own a garden. <laughs> yeah, see, this is, what I was, this is what I was really <laughs> wanting to talk about. This is, this, is, this, this is the stuff that Christian wants to do when he sort of retires, and yeah. I love it. I love that he's thought this far ahead. See, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with, like, my middle life between university <laughs> and, and like, the age of 70. After, <laughs> after 70, I've got it all mapped out. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to own a garden and have so many, like, I'm going to have a veg patch. I am... Um, um, I want to work in like a stately home, um, <laughs> as like a volunteer, and just like show show people, you know, like the rooms in like national yeah, trust. Yeah, yeah, that's what I really want to do. Yeah, I actually love that, and I just I think that's so funny. Not like funny that you actually want to do that because I respect it. It's the fact mm. that you've actually thought this far ahead. Because I mean, you know, I'm sort of person who does plan ahead things, and I like to know where I'm going. But I can tell you what I want to do when I retire. Yeah. Travel maybe, live by the beach, but I don't actually have a set plan. That doesn't interest me because living by the beach, you're sat down. I want to be always moving. I don't want to be like like chair bound. Yeah. I want to, I want to keep active. I'll use a walking stick when I'm like 100 maybe, but 
<laughs> but like, I'm not, I'm not being pushed around in a wheelchair. I think that's just that's depressing to me. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm always moving. I've said to you that I think you get on really well with my stepmom's parents, um, because they sort of do their gardening and they're always so busy. They're so social. I well, we actually joke about it, saying they've got more of a social life than we do. And I even say that to to Pat. I'm like, Pat, you have more of a social life than I do. But you know, they they're always on the move and. I think that is really important as you get older as well. I mean, we're not going to probably talk about being old because we're literally, what, 18 and 19. Don't need to be talking about that. But I think, yeah, having that attitude is really important. And I'm going to try and take some of that attitude with me, I think. Thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate it. OK, I have got another question. And it's one that you don't, you haven't prepared for. But it's just sort of stemmed from what you'd said, really. What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, that's a good one. Um... I mean, I'm asking you, but I have no idea what I would say. I think don't be too judgmental. I was, when I was younger, I was very harsh and brazen in my attitude and quite naive too. And that, that came out in the form of quite offensive, quite rude, not not in any way um, degrading, but it undermined what people said and what they did. And I look back on that time with a lot of regret. So what I'd say to my my younger self is just always, always think the the best of people. And I'm going to quote Lincoln here. He oh, said, okay. um, charity to all, malice to none. I want younger Christian to maybe learn that and just be a little bit more forgiving of people because it's it's a hard life. Everybody's got their own problems. We've all got mental health issues and it's we never know what the other person's going through. So a little bit of charity here and there will will not go amiss. On that note, thank you so much, Christian. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on and just answering all these questions I've got for you. I mean, it's been a pleasure. It has. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Someone not studying law. Maybe the next person will be someone that does study law. Who knows? I haven't actually organised who my next who my next guest will be. But thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And I look forward to talking to you next week.